The Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, O Lord. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Mary was weeping, and her sister and her friends and neighbors who were with her were also weeping. This was no celebration of life. This was a burial of the dead. Actually, the burial had taken place some days before, but so profound was their grief that they continued to gather at the tomb, to gather with one another, and to weep together. They were grieving the loss of their beloved brother and neighbor and friend, Lazarus. They had questions, too. Questions about Jesus and his power. Questions about Jesus and his love. They asked, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Mary didn't question Jesus' power But she was disappointed about how things had turned out. She said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Mm, Such questions. We've been there. 
We've had those same thoughts as we stand at the bed of our loved one. And we know that God has the power to heal, that he, throughout the scriptures and in the lives of people we know, exercised that power. And yet our loved one is dead. We say, where are you, God? If you had been here, I wouldn't be weeping right now. Where were you? Jesus, he was your friend. If he had been here, it would have been all right. But as it is now, we are weeping. That is our experience of life on earth. Weeping, mourning, questioning, crying, pain, death. These are the first things. These are the things that we are all together too familiar with. They so mark our lives that we cannot imagine life without them. Every part of our community has been touched with some death, some thing that they have lost. Every human on the face of the planet, experiences this grief. So much so that people say, well, it's natural. Death is just natural. It's, in fact, a part of life. We're right insofar as the fact that it is part of our experience of life here on earth. We're wrong, though, if we think that this is how God would have it be. For it is not. The scriptures speak of death as our enemy. The scriptures speak of death as the result of sin. This all is a result of sin in the world. And so we are wrong if we think that it is something that God has designed and that God would have us experience. God would not have us experience this. And so it is that when Jesus goes to the tomb, when he meets those who are in mourning, Jesus the Son of God in the flesh himself weeps. Jesus was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. Jesus began to weep. In my home congregation, when I was growing up, they had a painting of Jesus 
Uh, it's from the shoulders up and Jesus has his head back and uh, his mouth is wide open in a full out laugh. And uh, the name of the painting is Jesus Laughing. And I always enjoyed this picture. One, because it kind of looked, Jesus in the picture kind of looks like Bob Marley. And I thought that was kind of funny. But uh, it's definitely dated. It's like a 1960s, 1970s vibe on the painting. But I love the painting because it showed Jesus in his humanity, right? Jesus laughing. And we know You know, humans laugh. It's part of our experience in life. How neat it was that somebody thought to paint this picture of Jesus. But you know, if you look through the scriptures, you will not find a place in the Gospels where it says, and Jesus laughed. I'm sure he did, right? There were funny things that happened, things that amused him, I'm sure. It's part of being human, but there's no record of it. The gospel writers didn't find that to be important, that we know, oh, and Jesus laughed, right? Uh, That just didn't rise to the level of we must include this in the gospel. In our story today, though, There was something that John knew we had to know about Jesus. That Jesus wept. That this part of our human experience on earth is something that Jesus himself felt and experienced. That Jesus is not a stranger to weeping. That God weeps with those who weep. The God, when he looks upon suffering and death in this world, when he looks at the brokenness of our lives and of this world, God weeps. Jesus wept at the tomb of his beloved friend. You know, I wonder why don't we have pictures of Jesus weeping? If we have a picture of Jesus laughing, why not a picture of Jesus weeping? I think maybe it's because we're a little embarrassed at our tears. If you've ever sat with somebody who's weeping, you'll hear them say sometimes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And they're trying to, what, we, what do we say? We say they're trying to collect themselves. That, oh, I'm sorry, I've fallen apart. I'm, I'm just all to pieces. And they apologize for that. When I was in seminary uh, going through what they call clinical pastoral education, it's a time when we're in a hospital or some other clinical setting. They told us, if somebody's weeping, don't be too quick to hand out the Kleenex. Let them weep. It's okay to feel sad. Something sad has happened and it's okay to feel that. This gospel lesson reveals this to us, that even Jesus wept. Jesus loved Lazarus. There's no question about that. And for those who had questions of Jesus' power to do something about it, well, they just had to wait. 
God, being our almighty Father, will not let sin and death have the last word. We heard it in Isaiah. The Lord will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. And in Revelation, God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. So it is that Jesus, standing at the tomb of his beloved friend, Jesus, the word of God made flesh, commanded that the stone be rolled away and commanded to his dead friend. Into the darkness he cried, Lazarus, come forth. Come out of that place of the dead. Come back to the living world. And he did. Though just moments before his decomposing body, the stench of it, four days in that tomb, was such that they said, Jesus, don't do this. He says, we're going to do this. And moments later, their brother, their friend, their neighbor, his friend, was standing alive outside of that tomb. Now Lazarus, he would go on to die again. But his being raised from the dead by Jesus points ahead to Jesus' own death and resurrection. You can even see it in the text where it talks about the cave and the, and the stone being rolled away. This is the same language and pointing us ahead toward Jesus' resurrection from the dead. And Jesus having died on the cross, having been buried, and then rising from the dead, his is a resurrection unlike any other. For St. Paul says, we know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death has no dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives He lives to God. Jesus' raising of Lazarus from the dead points ahead to the fulfillment of God's promise to finish death off forever. So it is that those who are in Christ, who have been joined to him in a death and a resurrection like his in holy baptism, have the promise that as Jesus lives, never to die again, so shall we. St. Paul says, if we have died with Christ in baptism, we believe that we also will live with him. Brothers and sisters, there will come a day when Jesus will stand over your grave and he will speak to you the words, come out. And if you've been dead for just four days, or four years, or 
a thousand years or ten thousand years and your bones inside that grave have turned to dust when he says come out you will be raised even as he is raised body and soul raised to live with Christ forever that is the hope that sustains us It is not our experience of life here on earth. Our experience is one of weeping. This is a valley of tears. But we have the promise that on the mountain of the Lord, the shroud of death will be rolled up forever. That it has been destroyed by Jesus' death and resurrection. And that in him we have life everlasting. Those first things will have no place with God in eternity. They are the first things. And while we know them well, there will be a day where we know them no longer. When the cause of our crying will have kicked the bucket. When pain will have passed on. When sin will be six feet under. When death itself will be destroyed. Suffering will sleep with the fishes. And shame will have shuffled off this mortal coil. And our time of bereavement will have bought the farm. That's not our experience right now. Until that day comes, let us weep with those who weep. Let us show up at the visitation hours for our friends who are in mourning and let us comfort them with our being present with them in that time. Let's show up a few months later to let them know we're still thinking of them. Let us sit with them in silence until they're ready to talk. And when they are, let's listen to them. Let's mourn together as the waves of grief wash over them, not just in the weeks and months after their death of their friend, but years long. For all our long years, we will mourn and weep. But we do not grieve as those who have no hope. We know that death has an expiration date and that our eternal life is in Christ who will never die again and in whom we have our life. In the name of Jesus, amen.